0: Biden administration has been busy pumping out new guidance on its vaccine mandate for federal employees. In recent days, it offered up new details on how agencies should discipline those who fail to roll up those sleeves and what the process for requesting a religious or medical exemption might look like. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco joins me now with the latest highlights. And, Nicole, let's start with the Office of Personnel Management. They offered up a kind of possible disciplinary pathway for the people that just don't want to comply with that vaccine mandate. Walk us down that twisted path.
1: Well, Tom, I think the first thing to note is that because of the requirements associated with getting the vaccine, in that you have to have it by November 22nd, but really you have to get the shots before then and then wait the two weeks in order to be considered fully vaccinated, that if an employee says by November 8th, I'm not vaccinated, that their agencies can begin the disciplinary process the following day, and that's November 9th. And so OPM, you know, I think starts off kind of slowly here and says that a recommended path for dealing with these particular employees would be to start by giving them yet more education about the vaccine, counseling them about uh, the vaccine, explaining to them again what the consequences are if they do not receive the vaccine, and then maybe giving them about five days or so to potentially change their mind. And if they don't change their mind within that period of time, and again, these are suggestions, recommendations from OPM, then OPM suggests that agencies might pursue a 14-day unpaid suspension. If at that point the employee still refuses to comply, then agencies would consider pursuing removal, and that's either from the agency or from federal service altogether. Now, the employee at any point during this path has an opportunity to, I guess more specifically, go out and get that first shot, show the agency that they are planning to become fully vaccinated. And at the point that they are fully vaccinated, the agency would essentially end disciplinary action. And they would pause it if the employee shows that they're taking steps to comply with this mandate.
0: So basically, they're showing kind of a hockey puck curve going from soft encouragement and education quickly pivoting to brass tacks. And you're out of here if you don't do this.
1: Right. And OPM and federal agencies actually have a phrase for that, and it's called progressive discipline. Um And, you know, agencies don't have to use progressive discipline for really anything, any kind of, you know, misconduct or anything like that that might occur within the agency. But OPM explicitly stated in some of this new guidance that it recommends progressive discipline.
0: Got it. And uh, are there any overarching goals that the Biden administration has expressed for the policies that it has out now for this discipline
1: yes so i spoke with an opm official about sort of the the goals behind this policy why they uh laid it out in such a way and what opm told me is that really they were after a couple of things one you know they believe that vaccines are the best way out of the pandemic um Two, they also want to be fair to employees, but also at the same time show that they're serious about this and that compliance is mandatory. And then the other piece of it, Tom, is that they want agencies to actually approach this with some consistency. And we previously reported, you know, in talking to some federal employment attorneys, that agencies might not be so consistent with this. If you consider, you know, some of the other mitigating factors, maybe your job, where you work, how many people you work with. And ultimately, those consequences maybe could pose different things for you if you fail to comply with this vaccine mandate. But OPM says that it believes this kind of broad framework will allow agencies to approach these kinds of decisions with some consistency, but also give them the flexibility to tweak it, you know, depending on their workforce and the mission and all of that. Another point that OPM made to me is that They could have come in and said, you know what? Sorry, if by November 22nd, you're not vaccinated, we're firing you. And they explicitly chose not to take that path. They reiterated they want this process to result in vaccinations, not employee terminations.
0: Got it. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco, so they're not quite being like the New York school system where they're telling teachers you can't come in until you're vaccinated. All kinds of brouhaha going on down there. But on the other hand, if they say, well, we could do summary dismissal if you don't. That is saying that they have that authority and that means it's still in the quiver, you might say.
1: They absolutely have that authority and that's something OPM reminded agencies just recently. You know, they pointed to a appeals for the federal circuit case a couple years ago, or actually several years ago, where the Navy fired two civilian employees who refused the anthrax vaccine before deploying on a naval ship to Korea. And so the court upheld the firings, and as did the MSPB, actually, OPM is saying, look, there's legal precedent for this. Failure to comply is ultimately insubordination. And, you know, This is what you can expect.
0: It sounds like my elementary school lunchroom proctor, Mrs. Murphy, trying to get everyone to drink their milk. But that was a long time ago, many decades ago. And Nicole, what about the religious or medical exemptions to this mandate? Did OPM lay out how those would work?
1: So I think we're going to see more details about this. But so far, the Safer Federal Workforce Task Force, uh, just the other day, put out some more guidance on that particular question. And while they didn't detail the specific kinds of medical or religious reasons that might grant an employee an exception to the mandate, they offered a couple more hints about what this process will look like. So they posted, you know, two sample forms, one for requesting a disability or medical accommodation and the second for making some sort of religious uh, ask uh, to get out of this mandate. I think those forms provide some more details about what, you know, employees might expect. So if you're requesting a religious exemption, employees have to describe, you know, the nature of their objection to the COVID-19 vaccine, explain why the mandate would burden their ability to exercise Those beliefs even go into whether or not they've gotten vaccines in the past and the decision behind that. This, I think, is a key phrase here, Tom. A refusal to be vaccinated does not qualify for an exception if it is based upon personal preference, concerns about the possible effects of the vaccine or political opinions. So that might address some concerns or thoughts that employees might have about this. And in requesting a medical exception, employees have to declare that yes, they are seeking an exemption from the federal vaccine mandate. And then their doctor has to detail their condition, medical circumstances, and why this particular vaccine might pose a risk to them or cause some sort of adverse reaction for their patient.
0: Well, there are certain established religions, Christian science, for example, where they eschew modern medicine or the medical techniques that we normally associate with getting well. There are people that subscribe to that faith and they would therefore not be making a political or personal statement, but a true religious statement.
1: Well, again, the administration didn't name specific religions, specific beliefs at all. They just simply said that, you know, you have to go through this process. cannot be based on some sort of political opinions. And I I do think, you know, just based on comments and interactions that we've gotten about this new policy that, you know, those are out there. Basically, employees have to make the case for why their agency should grant them a reasonable accommodation and their agency might not. In fact, the administration goes on to say, you know, look, depending on your job and the circumstances surrounding your job. The agency might determine that no safety protocol other than vaccination is adequate. And in such circumstances, the agency may deny the requested accommodation. So just because you fill out this form doesn't mean that you will be issued a reasonable accommodation. And of course, if you do get a reasonable accommodation, you're going to have to follow the same protocols that we've all been following for the past two years, essentially masking, social distancing, probably limitations on travel and maybe a testing policy, which the administration says more. More guidance on that is coming soon.
0: All right. And putting up with foggy glasses, Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco, thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. And be sure to check out all of her ongoing coverage at federalnewsnetwork.com.
2: Hello, and welcome to the Lessons in Leadership podcast. I am your host, Shane Canfield, CEO of WEPA. Today, I'm thrilled to be joined by Vice Admiral Cutler Dawson. Cutler has had an incredible career serving our country for 35 years in the Navy, where he attained the rank of Vice Admiral.
3: and they, they have my eternal gratitude. Uh, I got to come and go from the Pentagon. They stayed every day and worked in Washington when I got to go out and um, enjoy being at sea.
2: Perfect. Thank you. Yeah, we, WAPA serves civilian federal employees, but your comment is well taken because the interaction between the two is, is continuous, it's nonstop, and it's critical. So uh, the career civil servants